the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on WorldNet Daily, that's wnd.com, on barbwire.com, and elsewhere out on the web, and be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Well, it's late June, and that means it's time to start thinking about the 4th of July and celebrating America and what a blessing it is to live here. What a blessing America has been as a powerful influence for good around the whole world. And don't let anyone tell us differently. Of course, there have been mistakes. We are human beings, and anytime you gather a group of human beings, together, you're going to have mistakes. Our past included things like slavery. But the thing about a predominantly Christian culture is that Christians keep each other accountable to do the right thing. And that's the hope that has always been embodied in America, because it's the hope of the gospel. And the more we remove Christian influence from America, the less accountable we will be for the issue of sin and the more people will suffer as a result. And today, of course, we see our culture seemingly in free fall, but we can turn that around, friends, if we know the truth of Jesus and follow it to set us free and help others to be saved from the bondage that comes with out-of-control sin and the human rights abuses that too many believe are rights like abortion and the mutilation of children in the service of this transgender insanity. It's so 
completely contrary to the goodness and love of God. And it's very, very sad. And again, people suffer when you believe the wrong things. We need to study scripture, pray, and roll up our sleeves and do the good work that's waiting to be done. And some of that involves becoming aware and then stepping out and not being afraid to say no to some of these radical elements and how they are trying to transform our cities, schools, and workplaces. For instance, another thing that happens in June is so-called Homosexual Pride Month. And the good news is that at the federal level for the second year in a row, the White House has not issued a proclamation honoring and supporting Pride Month as Obama did every year he was in office. So we can be thankful for a president who at least understands how offensive this is to many Americans still today. And praise God for that. There was a big controversy in the last couple of weeks over, if you can believe it, chicken meals and chicken sandwiches. Yes, Chick-fil-A, once again, was the center of a controversy. It's so silly. The Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey is his name, he sent out a tweet that he had eaten at Chick-fil-A, which stimulated all kinds of outrage among liberals because, remember, the head of Chick-fil-A publicly avowed support for real marriage, you know, the man-woman kind, in 2012. So, wow, you know, you have to walk a fine line in Leftville, I guess, where everything you do is under a microscope. So, Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO, apologized to the fascists who are monitoring one's every move. But Twitter, meanwhile, has partnered with the Southern Poverty Law Center, speaking of fascism, to monitor what they call hate. And it's so laughable. If it wasn't so sad, it would be laughable. That is, we, Mission America, are on the Southern Poverty Hate List as a hate group, as is just about every other pro-life and pro-family Christian group in the country. Well, I ate at Chick-fil-A several times recently with some of our little grandchildren, and their food is amazingly good and wonderful. The place is always packed. That's the good news. So some people apparently are not afraid to eat there. Here in Columbus, also recently we had in June, because it is Pride Month, we had the Pride Parade the shame parade over Father's Day weekend with several hundred thousand people. Can you believe that? How can this be? How have we gotten to this place? Several hundred thousand people. Anyway, I don't know if you read about the visit at the same time of Vice President Mike Pence, who was giving a speech the day before the Pride Parade at the Renaissance Hotel downtown in Columbus on the success of Trump's tax policy, but the homosexual community decided they were going to make an issue out of this, and they got the street next to the hotel shut down, and they held a protest dance party protesting our vice president and, I guess, the savings that virtually every person, including all of those at the homosexual dance party will enjoy because of this tax plan and the passage of this great uh, new legislation. No, they consider Pence a person whose past actions have been homosexual discrimination, and we know 
I don't have time to go into it. I've explained it many times before here, but it's really a way to silence, as you can tell how they are becoming, the fascist attitudes they are beginning to exhibit, all these people who yelled for years about tolerance. Anyway, discrimination really means let's silence everyone's ability to object to homosexual or gender-bending behavior and to stand on religious their religious beliefs like not baking a cake for a same-sex ceremony. Well, anyway, that's not exactly what Pence did. He actually ended up in Indiana a few years ago, giving in a bit. At the time, it was not something I thought was great. He gave in a bit to the homosexual screaming lobby, and uh, they, but they don't remember that part. But these very, very lost people in this homosexual protest street party and the pride parade did not go without protesters. I did not go down this year, but thank the Lord there were protesters. And among them was my good friend and colleague, Peter LaBarbera of Americans for Truth, and also the very brave and courageous coach Dave Daubenmeyer of Pass the Salt Ministries from right here in central Ohio, and they held signs and engaged people in peaceful dialogue. And so that's the good news, friends, that the exaltation and exhibition of sin did not go unchallenged. These folks try to put up a front for those who don't know or don't think about it too much, that they're deviant behaviors, and that's what they are, that somehow these are like the issue of race, and objecting to them is then bigotry, but they're not at all similar. But in that Columbus Pride Parade were men on a float, and this happens at virtually every Pride Parade, who are dressing as if they're ready to get involved in the vile activities of bondage and sadomasochism. I mean, come on, are people born this way? Are we supposed to believe that too? It's nonsense, as is the adoption by more and more people of trying to identify and call themselves by an opposite-sex identity, including children. People are not born in, for any of this. It's an abomination in scripture, homosexual behavior is, and all the rest of this is too. So thank the Lord for those who protest as these very lost people parade their sin like Sodom, as the passage in the book of Isaiah very prophetically says, parading their sin like Sodom. And if we ever get to a time when no one is protesting, America will be on its very, very last legs. And it's time to possibly watch for the Lord's return, depending on what else is happening that we can see. We're all supposed to read scripture and understand the times. Well, as we get into summertime, I know that many parents and grandparents are thinking about vacation. And if you are thinking about a trip to Disney World, think again, because here's why. I don't know if you ever thought you would be listening to a program talking about the threat to your children that Disney World and Disney programs might be. Walt Disney is surely turning over in his grave, but friends, there are many, many indicators throughout their programming, throughout their theme parks, throughout the movies, that Disney is extremely friendly to deviance. And here's another example before us. In early June, 11 people 
were arrested for 660 felony charges of child pornography in Central Florida, and among them were a Disney World employee and an employee of the parent company of Legoland. Yes, the Disney employee was a project manager for the costume department, and he was caught with images of children as young as three years old. He has been charged with distributing them as well. The 30-year-old worker for Legoland's parent company was caught with images of children between the ages of three and five, and he got the images from underage girls, one as young as 11, by pretending he was an 18-year-old boy. And among the 11 men caught was a 16-year-old boy who had images of toddlers as well. And the investigation came from several tips, one leading to a retired male schoolteacher who was not an employee of Disney World. He simply had a season pass to Disney World where he went frequently by himself. He had multiple images of child pornography on his computer. We must speak out about this and stop this evil. And one way we can do it is to demand that these theme parks, whose main audience is children, and that would be virtually every theme park, tightly screen their employees. Because what pictures and images are being taken of children as they are just strolling around Disney World, Legoland, or any other theme park. We already know that Disney programming is very friendly and the TV shows are adding in homosexual characters as are the movies produced by Disney. Also recently it was found out that in 2006 the Disney television division hired a man named Brian Peck who had just been released from prison for sex crimes against children. And one of those children that he had molested was a Nickelodeon child star. So he went to prison, came out, these people should be locked up for a lot longer than that, and was hired by Disney, uh, the television division. Before his imprisonment, he worked on other kids' shows. So it's not just Disney, Boy Meets World, All That, The Amanda Show, and several others. Now, LifeSite News had a big, long article on this recently, and they also mentioned, as you've probably read elsewhere, there was another huge uproar. Now, this is not Disney, but it's, again, children's programming. There was an animated feature movie that was about to come out called Show Dogs, but one scene in there seemed to groom children for sex abuse. It's a lot longer detailed story about what that scene was and why that was the case. But the after a big protest from people, we can make a difference, friends. It was pulled from theaters. So praise God for that. So why are criminals, when they are caught like this, given such light sentences where they're out in a year or two or less? Many of them, child pornography sometimes only gets a slap on the wrist and probation or... Um, home confinement or something. No, these are real children who were abused. And these images, when they 
when people are part of the consuming audience, they are creating a market for this, and that is criminal. That is just about the same as abusing the child yourself, especially when you pass it along to others. So let's pray for the exposure of more and more of the people doing this tremendous evil and for these perpetrators to be caught and punished to the full extent of the law. So we will talk more about June and summertime and what else has been happening when we return here on Mission America. This is Linda Harvey. We will be right back after these messages. Friends, I hope you will take advantage of all the resources we have made available on the MissionAmerica.com website. And we have a new feature for online donations for your convenience. Please go to MissionAmerica.com where you can now make your secure online donation. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And welcome back. We're touching on a lot of different issues today regarding homosexuality and the transgender agenda which never seem to end and are getting bolder and stranger. And I wanted to mention these uh, events you've probably heard about already called Drag Queen Story Hours at public libraries and a few school libraries, I believe, but mostly it's been public libraries, started in San Francisco. Now, let me just back up. Uh, Do you know what a drag queen is? Well, why don't you? I mean, come on, the vernacular of the bizarre and deviant needs to be learned and everyone needs to get on board and learn this stuff. No, this is just another uh, of what is dragging down America, quite frankly. A drag queen is the crude name for a man who is dressing very, very flamboyantly as a woman, often uh, in performance mode. They want people to look at them. They want to be in the parade. They want to ride the float. They want the elaborate makeup Uh, heels, they want sequins, they want feather boas, they want the bouffant hairdos, uh, they want satin gowns, they want to be looked at as the most glamorous woman, quote unquote, but of course they always look, virtually always look, like cartoonish men dressing as women. And so somebody decided we're going to go into libraries and make children comfortable with this deviance. And of course, at first, children, little children may think this is kind of funny that these folks are dressing up like, you know, some kind of a masquerade. And that's the whole point. No, what they do is they read grade school storybooks and now there are, there are scads of them, which feature homosexual families, feature boys deciding to identify as a girl, even in uh, grade school, and wear a dress, and it goes on from there. Well, one of these ludicrous library events occurred back in March right here in central Ohio at the Westerville Public Library. There may be others, that's just the one I've heard of, They had a Facebook page, and it says that 57 people attended. This isn't just San Francisco. It's in Westerville, of all places. And what kind of people would let their children go to this? Unfortunately, we we have some really, really clueless 
people who believe this is good, that this is a matter of equal rights. They can see these strange, disturbed, quite frankly, males dressing as females with little children on their laps and something doesn't go on, on, some light bulb doesn't go on in their heads, that this might not all be the best thing. So it also happened in Athens, Ohio. Of course, that's Ohio University as part of pride observance at their, their library down there. And they did have someone come in the library, according to the paper, to interrupt and protest verbally and say, how ask the question, how could parents expose their children to this material? I don't know how it was done, so I'm not saying I support this person not having heard it. But I think the question or the sentiment of the question would be a very good thing to ask. And I'm glad somebody at least challenged there are better and worse ways to do this. But they are supposedly teaching kids about homophobia and about misogyny and racism too, by the way. Racism has nothing to do with this. Misogyny, misogyny means, you know, hatred and mistreatment of women. Well, Exhibit A is you, Mr. Male, dressed as a woman. Go put your clothes on and be a guy. You know, stop posing as a woman. That is disrespectful, and it's deviant, it's perverted, and it's wrong. Well, it's not just the drag queen story hours. This agenda is now being just like the homosexual agenda and more and more homosexual couples being pulled into Disney and other child's programming. Here we go with the transgender identity. Now Netflix is going to have, they say, a superheroes program, a cartoon program made out of drag queens. Yes. And there's another program, another channel, and I'm the name is escaping me right now, is planning another drag queen super tots program. Again, cartoons, you know, is coming at us from every direction. Uh, everyone seems to have doubled down in the LGBTQ XYZ community to continue to bring us the most in your face challenge to traditional values and to, frankly, to sanity that they can think of. Another item in the news at the end of the school year in the state of Connecticut, two boys who, one of whom has not gone through any hormone treatment yet, I don't know about the other, both won first and second places in the girls' 100-meter dash at a state track meet in Connecticut. And the one boy dressed as a girl, Terry Miller, broke records. Yeah, he's a boy. The other one is called Andrea Yearwood. And when asked about this, most of the girls, uh, maybe they had been coached. I don't know. But, uh, and of course, a lot of these kids don't think this through at this point. They've heard one viewpoint and so many of the high school kids today in public schools have never been allowed to really debate this issue or have anyone present an alternative view to them. They've just been told it's hatred to challenge this in any way. So many of the kids are saying, even when the media talked to them, that this didn't bother them, that everyone deserves a chance and so on. One of the coaches did speak up and say uh, that he did not think the rules were fair to the girls. The NCAA has rules requiring players to undergo a year's worth of hormone treatments. You know, this is this is just bizarre. 
before they compete, I guess. But the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference doesn't have rules because here's what Carissa Niehoff told a uh, Connecticut newspaper. She said, quote, about, and she's representing the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference. She said this, that basically when you get into this, you have got civil rights issues, quote, unquote. She said, within the same gender, you are taking one population of the gender and you're separating them and creating another class. That's what Title IX speaks to. That's what the Office of Civil Rights Guidelines speak to. You cannot discriminate based on gender. And in our case in Connecticut, gender is gender identity. Unquote. No, sex is what Title IX was all about, the, way, the reason it was passed in the early 70s. It wasn't to allow men to discriminate against women with everyone's approval if they just dress as women. Why aren't the feminists raising the roof about this? So you cut out the high achievement of women because boys decide they're going to pose as women. What's the difference between patriarchal oppression and what these guys are doing? Friends, that's all the time we have today. And I am so glad you listened to Mission America. And just remember, friends, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.